Hello and welcome to the Football Fan Show for another week. How are you doing? It's Callum Brown with me today. This week, um, we are talking. Uh, we're going to take you through all the results from today's games. Uh, Premier League, EFL, National League. We're going to talk about the Champions League that happened midweek. And English football plans to change. Well, the, some of the biggest clubs plan to change English football. Hold on, I thought that was last week. <laughs> different day, different plan. Same day, different plans, isn't it? <laughs> what was it? Project Big Picture last week, which is now dead and buried. Uh, and now it's, what is it? Uh, European Premier League. Uh, it's just FIFA's latest attempt to annoy uh, UEFA into submission. You can contact us this afternoon, this afternoon, this evening. Sorry, I've I've been... I've got relatives down, and I'm absolutely shattered. I've got to be honest. And if you think I look pale, paler than usual, I'm not sick. I've just got lights, which I'm going to dim slightly. There we go. That's better. That's better. I, I look like a normal coloured human being now for my complexion. Um, yeah, if you want to contact us, uh, you can call us. 0333 You can also... Uh, Skype us at T double F S live T F F S live, which is also our Twitter handle as well. So tweet us there at facebook.com forward slash the football fan show. And our website is deadair.media forward slash the football fan show, Twitch TV forward slash the football fan show. And if you search on YouTube on the U of tube, the football fan show live then you will find us otherwise if you just type in the football fan show you'll get those idiots from arsenal fan tv not that we have not, not that i have anything against them i can't stand them they're all clowns um anyway callum is with us uh i've got to start i'm i'm, I'm just gonna i've set aside 10 minutes set aside 10 minutes do you think you can keep this particular bit to 10 minutes i'll time you and I'll let you know when it's over. I've got to talk to you about Merseyside Derby. Because I've got you on. Uh, Pickford, Virgil van Dijk. Ten minutes. Starts now. Say whatever the heck you like. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll try and best not bias come into it. I think everyone oh, no, we've no, seen no, no, now... no, no, no. You be biased. You completely go off on one. Well, he should just, have been sent just off. Just don't swear. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jordan Pickford should have been sent off. Plain and simple. Anyone can see that now. Um, the the fact that there's been no retrospective action just speaks of the, the corruption of the referees in this country and the absolute ignorance that they exude every time that, that you know something happens. Um, the fact that Jordan Pickford hasn't come out after the match and actually publicly said anything. You know, oh, apparently he called Ancelotti. Oh, he did. You know, put a message through to, to Jordan Henderson to pass on to Virgil. Apparently that's good enough these days. Um, he might as well send I, it in I, a tweet. You know, I've got people saying, "Oh, well, it wasn't intentional. He didn't intentionally look to hit Van Dyke." It doesn't matter whether it was intentional or not. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was because I don't like. I just think Jordan Pickford is a, a a cocky brat who thinks he's good when he isn't. Um, the fact of the matter is, he has lunged into him, completely missed the ball. And if he put any, if, if any more force had been put through, that could have snapped his ankle. Like, 
you know, could have been a lot worse than it actually is when you actually see the angles of it. The fact that when you see how straight and almost bent back his knee, Van Dyke's knee is, could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah, I mean, I've already ranted and raved to the wall by myself all week long about it. I mean, there's not more to say. Nothing's going to happen. This still is going to be allowed to get been away with. decided, yeah, he has... You know, they they came out. I, I saw Sky Sports News midweek. And I saw Ancelotti's press conference and how he got, you know, Pickford to apologise. And the apology Ooh. was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Uh, it, like yeah. you know, <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. I've just, sorry, I've just like you know, made you injured for you know the rest of the season. I, I saw, finally just um, realised what it reminded me of. It reminded me of an apology from one of the in betweens. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you can see him. And I, and I, if I was if I was Van Dyke, I'd come and say, you know, shove your bloody apologies, apologies up, up your jacksy, yeah, up your backside, yeah, to be polite. It's it doesn't matter how I saw I saw on, on Sky Sports this week there was um, can't remember the phone player's name was, and he said, why don't they do something where if it's an injury like that where it's seven to eight months out at the least, then why 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 can't it bring something in where even if it's retrospectively after the match, even if you don't do a draw in the match, where the player who commits the tackle is banned for that same length of time. Yeah. Make it so there's actually a bit of justice in it. Because yeah. what's happened now is that the referees are using... I mean, forget even VAR, just ref- referees themselves are being allowed to get away with silly errors and then no one's allowed to criticise them because they protect each other. Because David Coote doesn't even quite say anything because, you know... Who's, who's, the, who's the, the head ref at the PSL? What's his name? Um, can't remember his name, but he come. Basically, you can you can tell that in you know back you know back rooms of their officers, they're going, don't say a thing. You know, we'll protect you. It, it, it's infuriating how why can't a referee, no matter who it is, can come out and just explain themselves, if, or if it's a really contentious decision like this where everyone is saying they screwed that up, why can't the referees like like a panel? After the match, come over and look it over and make a, a consensus decision to either overturn it or to you know to keep it up, upheld it. Why can't it be retrospective um, action yeah. analysis? I think there is like there is a body for that. They just tend not to use it. And as you said, Callum, like it is um, <laughs> the from the description you use, the best way to describe the referees, they're like a mafia. They're like a mafia, and they yeah. protect themselves. They protect each other because they protect the integrity, not of the game, but the, the of integrity themselves. of refereeing. Yes, exactly. Themselves. That's all they care about. They don't care about the match being... Because I, I thought people love football as a sport, and I will always love football because it's about the players. The players decide matches in recent years, especially with the introduction of VR, but we won't go into that. We'll just stick to referees themselves. It, they've made it more and more about themselves. They're not following their own rules. The rules themselves are a joke because that convoluted and they, they're constantly having to change them because the referees themselves are not following their own rules. And they put themselves above the law in a way. Like They're making themselves making themselves centre of attention. The worst, worst suspects is, I mean, people wonder why people are constantly saying, Oh, in the other European leagues, why is VAR and the referee standards work so well there? Because they're actually competent, you know. Yeah. You see, they, they make the right more often than not they make the right decisions. 
or if a referee misses something, the VAR ref will say, well, I haven't seen it either, or I'm not 100% sure, go and check the monitor. Why didn't David Coote last weekend say to Michael Oliver, who himself, you know, we call him the greatest, the best referee in the Premier League, which he is, because um, he gets most things right. Why didn't he say to him, go and check the monitor? Why didn't he say that? Because he didn't want to. Because he said, he can't, he, he, I said, I saw, I saw on social media that he forgot that he could, he could go back and give the red cards, whether it was offside or not for Van Dyke. Mm. But then midweek, he's seeing PG2L come out saying, well, he did look at it. He was just the only person in the world, the one who actually, you know, whose opinion mattered on the decision. He's the only person who thought, oh, that wasn't red cards. If that, if that tackle happened anywhere on the pitch, it'd be a straight red card and a three-match ban for dangerous dangerous foul play. Don't care what anyone says. And, and the, you know you know what disgusts me? And I don't say this much because I'm not, I don't think consider myself bitter, but all we Everton fans on Twitter, not all of them, not all of them, because mm. I, I, I'll, 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 I won't be biased. I'll say I know that there's some bad Liverpool fans out there, right? Just personally, from my own experience, I've seen more bad Everton fans, right? But some of the stuff they were putting on Twitter, saying that they they stand with um, with Jordan Bigford and you know, oh it's oh it's karma and that, it's disgusting. Mm. Uh, it's it's so unprofessional. And, and you seen I've seen some um, former Everton players um, for Charleston tackle just going away from the Van Dyke one. Richardson tackled. I see him sent off. You seen some of the Everton players on on Instagram laughing, putting laughing emojis. Because I think I think Alan, it's a picture of Alan with the referee on that decision, and he's like, and he's he's trying to you know stop him from you know appeal against it. And uh, Alan, on his, I suppose, says, "Oh, so, sorry, mate, for not being able to stop whatever." And all former loads of Everton players with laughing face emojis, laughing about it. Yeah. Like Thiago got injured for that. It wasn't a big injury, but he got injured after that. He missed a match. He has to get taken for a scan in hospital. And you got your former, you got your Everton players laughing about it. Yeah. Like it just these are bad taste in your mouth. Like if I saw, uh, if we played someone, and I saw an opposition player get injured. No matter what how severe it was, and I seen Liverpool players laughing about it. I don't think it would happen because I think Liverpool players got a bit more class than that. But mm-hmm. I've seen Liverpool players laughing about it. I just think don't laugh about it. But you know, it's not not very. Where, where's the sportsmanship? But just going back, gone off on a tangent there. But um, I mean, until until some in you know organization or, or body that can. You know, go you know from the outside and have a look in and and, and review PG two L as an as an organisation and the referees individually and, and their performances. Nothing's going to change in them because all this secrecy, it's all this you know, arrogance, and it's all this. Well, we don't care if you criticise us. We're not going to change our mind. Um, I just don't understand how there can't be any retrospective action and all the excuses. Well. He did see the thing, and he's made a decision that it wasn't a red card. Yeah. Why, if 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 it's that blatant of a wrong decision, why can't you go back and change it? Why can't you? It's only fair. So it, it just makes me annoyed. This, it, as I said, I was sitting there on Saturday and Sunday after watching some of the matches, and he just got me really down about the sport itself. I just the sport itself because referees these days just make me so angry and bitter. I don't want to be like that. It's the first time I've ever been this way. 
Yeah. And it's it's just this is the way the sport's going at the moment. Like I think referees think they can get away with it because there's no fans in the arena in, in the stadiums. If there, if there were if there were fans there, then I don't think they'd be able to get away with it because they'd have all the fans or you know whoever team is the decision you're against will be heckling them like mad. So it's it's just how referees are not. This, they say that they're allowed for human error because they're only human, but on the twist side of it, if you're a human, you know better than anyone else. You should be allowed to be criticised. Either if a manager or a player comes out and criticises you in their post-match interview, or if it's a, a truly contentious decision, you should be allowed to come out and explain your reasoning. Absolutely. You should be forced to. Yeah. And I, I've seen some things from people saying like, well, then every decision they're going to have to come out after every match and explain every decision. Not necessarily. If it's if it's a case where a decision is that contentious, where it's, it's seriously down to the wire and it's they're truly not 100% sure, and they make a decision only for those ones, something which is blatantly a bad decision, like that Jordan Pickford one. You know, the that also relates to the offside one with Mane at the end. If David Coote, the one who's drawing the lines, show Mane offside, show, actually come out and explain how you draw lines, because you see them sitting there for 10, 15 seconds, redrawing the lines over and over again and so I've, I've seen some people saying well the delib- you know, he deliberately redrawn lines to make Mane look offside when he isn't now it's immediately close but when you see it coming down to and I was saying to my dad about this comes down to lengths of arm hair offside, millimetres that's not what the sport's about uh, VAR is meant to be brought in for outright contentious decisions not Oh, offsides where it's millimeters and stuff like that. It's just, it's just ruined the sport. And with that, boom! You actually didn't use your ten minutes. You've actually got three minutes to spare. To be fair, but um, fancy going on for, being, for three more minutes? Or, or do you, actually times. Or, or do, do you feel that that therapy has worked for you? To be honest, I was kind of not really thinking about it, and then you mentioned it again before to me, so I thought, well, I'll have to bring up all that misery again. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm okay. Sorry, I'm, 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 Sorry. I'm, bit, I'm such a bastard, clearly. Um, gotta love it. Uh, football referees, the worst things possible. You know, you just got to accept it, haven't you? You just accept it and move on, and it's it's the worst feeling in the world, isn't it? When, uh, it's like, when it's the referee like... gets it wrong. It's it's like when like I used to love watching Monday um, Monday night football with uh, uh, Guy Neville and Jamie Carragher because you talk about the football, talk about and and, and it'd, be, it'd be funny because they take the take the piss out of each other. Now, all, like I'm just watching the the full the, the post match things with uh, uh, Everett and um, well, uh, what's his name uh, Hasselbank and. All you see these days from pundit, these days from pundits, is talking about referee decisions. That's all talking about. It's like that's all. They're not they're talking about the football anymore. They're talking about the referees. That's what the referees want. Talk about them. Talk about them. All the attention on them. More, you know, more publicity for them. They don't care if it's good or bad. They'll just carry on doing what they want to do because no one can challenge them. Yeah, and that is the reality of the game of football, isn't it? It's what's becoming. It's what it's becoming. Well, we'll talk about. <clears throat> we'll talk a little bit about uh, what it's becoming. Uh, let's go through the uh, scores then for this weekend's 
fixtures Saturday. Uh, West Ham one, Manchester City one. Um, I uh, sorry, what was that? Fulham's going down. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't watch it. Going down. No, no. <laughs> Hang on, then. Can I ask you a question that I asked you a few weeks ago? Are they as bad as that Derby County team? I mean, back then I said, we'll "Wait and see." I mean, it hasn't been that long. Um, I mean, it's it's only Crystal Palace. It was, it was, you know, no disrespect at all, of course. But um, I mean, it was it was good to see Nathaniel Klein back in a back playing football again. That's that's one part of what I look at. Mm. Um, but uh, oh, sorry, sorry for interrupting. I'll, uh, no, 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 no. You were you interrupt away. This is as much um, your program as as it is mine. That's why we have you on. Uh, so right. Uh, so Fulham. <laughs> we'll get to the Fulham result. Uh, Manchester City, uh, West Ham versus Man City. It finished one all. It was the uh, live lunchtime kickoff on BT Sport. In fact, actually, we shouldn't even start with this one. We should start with the game yesterday. To be honest with you, um, we should start with the hut. You know what? Before we get into this. I have to say, this week, last week we were talking about pay-per-view football, and this week I just thought of like Television X and Babe Station. You know those free view that that you know people you you'd watch it and they'd be like some hot pay-per-view action. That's how I want them to sell pay-per-view football from now on. That's how <laughs> well, I just yeah. Just have the football like stripping off. Some <laughs> no 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 no. Just the the girl from it just going. Would you like to watch some hot? footballing action as Burnley take on West Bromwich Albion. And that is the only way I would ever be convinced to pay to watch Burnley. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's the only way. way. You could make Burnley or West Brom sound sexy in any way at all. Yeah. Uh, oh my just, goodness. Just, just, have, just... just have a woman in like a bikini stand there at the, before kick off. Just have a woman on the screen saying, "Please stick around. You see what I take off this. Wait till half time and I'll take off these undergarments." Make it. Make it you know what? The match. You know what? I'd rather just see. You know what would also get me to watch a West Brom match? <laughs> if I just saw people kicking the absolute S-word out of their mascot because it's a combi boiler. <laughs> <laughs> their mascot is a combi boiler. I get a feeling that that has everything to do with a sponsorship detail. Rest in peace, oh. Gunnosaurus. <laughs> I think. Oh, Aston Villa nil, Leeds United 3 was the Friday night game on pay-per-view. Hot pay-per-view action from the... To be fair, this was a, an absolute... Um, how, how do I put this? Um, absolutely effed uh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa got absolutely effed in the chats. Uh, Leeds United, Patrick Bamford just got a hat-trick against them. 55th 67th, 74th minute, the potentially the easiest game um, for for Leeds United. Uh, Aston Villa, they have Jack Grealish. Is that, much, a, yeah. is that is that a fair assessment of Aston Villa? I've always kind of thought they've got Jack Grealish. I mean, I, to be honest, was, I just thought it was very. I was just sitting there after the match going, that was weird, that because. Of course, didn't have the match on, but I was I was keeping an eye on it on BBC Sport website, and uh, it was nil nil, and I was like, oh, this is going to be dreary. This this ends nil nil, and then it felt like five minutes later, I check it, and it's like, oh, three. Patrick Bamford scored a hat trick. Oh, um, but to be fair, I did watch the highlights, and uh, Patrick Bamford turns into uh, 
prime Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> Fat Ronaldo. Scored. Literally, well, I was going to say R9, but, you know, it's... Um, just, just Fat Ronaldo. Every, every football fan has just called him Fat, the, fat the, Ronaldo. The, the Ronaldo, who, Ronaldo who's bald and gambles. <laughs> and probably owns um, a Burger King restaurant somewhere uh, for free burgers. Probably. <laughs> I, feel in, sorry. In Rio, yeah. I feel sorry for him because he, he was he was remember, he, he, he was genuinely one of the greatest strikers ever to live. And he still yeah, is. Yeah, it still is, but um, it's like no, no. Now that you've put on a a, a shed ton of weight, yeah, fat Ronaldo. Because we got Christian to be fair though. To be fair, I'd rather be him than Ronaldinho. I'd rather be rather be fat and still rich than being arrested and put in prison for a fake passport with my brother. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a bit stupid. That was a wah 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 moment for <laughs> it's, uh, Ronaldo. It's, it's Ronaldo a bit of those, yeah. you know, yeah. pranks. It <laughs> feels like. Absolutely. Um, I I got to admit, I did not pay to watch the Leeds United match. Instead, I watched the East Midlands derby, which was available on Sky Sports. It was actually quite a good game between Derby County and Nottingham Forest. Uh, right, let's get to today's game. West Ham won, Manchester City won, which was the lunchtime kickoff on BT Sport. Antonio, oh my God, Antonio's goal was amazing. Like a back, back yeah. kicks, back scissor kick. Oh, mwah. awesome, what, awesome setup. What confused, what confused me a little bit was when I seen, um, was it Suchek who, who ran to the line for it? When I seen no sort of Man City players, I seen him standing there, and I'm like, go and put pressure on him. I see oh, none of them ran towards the ball. I'm like, then you see, what's his name, Sufal on on the right, right wing back, mm. crossed him first time, seemed to hang in the air for the longest time, and then Antonio again. It's just he's one of those players who is just he's a bit, a bit weird. Like he just seems to score a lot. Yeah, you wouldn't think he um, would. He's um, fab. He's a fabulous. To be fair, they were, first half they were great, and then soon as we, he went off. City just do what they do and pile the pressure on. Actually, turned up. Um, they I mean, didn't, to be fair though, like they did put the pressure on, but they didn't seem to be really chasing the win. I thought City could raid you with the win. They, they need the points. Um, but when it when it when it ended one one, I was like, hey, I'll be happy with that. You know, um, City. Um, I think before the game, BT Sport were always on about uh, you know the London Stadium is a good hunting ground for Man City because it's got quite a wide pitch for Man City to do what they do best whereas West Ham are well let's just say I was going to say a wee bit more conservative but massively conservative in terms of their playing style because it's it's David Moyes um Foden with the equalizing goal on the 51st minute Manchester uh, for Man City uh Raheem Sterling normally has a good game against West Ham but um not really present uh not really present today Mikel Antonio too good for West Ham quickly um, I, don't know, I can't see him play anywhere else. Really, I mean, he he could probably play for somewhere else. Um, I just think they, to be honest, I don't think they'd let him move because he's he's, he's really important. their only threat. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, in in like open play, that he's their only threat, and then because he don't play Yamalenko until later on comes on as a sub, um, he cuts him from from the the right. That's all he can do. Um. Yeah, I don't think they'd let him go, and he could play for a, a, a top ten side, um, definitely, because um, he's 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 a bit like what he feels like for me is it's just a bit of a muscular version of Jamie Vardy. Mm. Maybe not as good yeah. shooting, but 
Just that kind of plays on last man, likes to really run run the defenders ragged, yeah. um, run for days, that kind of player. Um, that's what I that's what I think he, he feels a bit like to me. So fair enough. Um, let's move on then uh, to the team that is definitely getting relegated in your opinion. Uh, Fulham one, Crystal Palace two. Now, I was not insane enough to buy this London derby, this hot. English footballing action on pay-per-view. <laughs> I should do the, like the American guy that does all the boxing on box office. But no, I, I've gone with the television next woman. Um, <laughs> Fulham 1, Crystal Palace 2. Oh, where do we start with this? Uh, so they had Tim Sherwood on Soccer Saturday. Because I don't watch... I, I am a BT Sports subscriber, but I don't I I, I don't watch Score Center because there's a one in eight chance that one of the people will be um, Robbie Savage. And <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I want a savage free life. Otherwise, it's it's Michael Owen. Which thanks BT, I've really enjoyed the Champions League this week. <laughs> uh, Fulham one, Crystal Palace two. Rideweld oh, with the 8th minute goal. Zaha, 64th minute for Crystal Palace, 2-0. Uh, Kamara sent off on the 88th minute. And uh, Kearney with the 95th 95th minute goal for Fulham. Uh, so from the analysis that, that, that Tim Sherwood gave on, on Soccer Saturday, Fulham have one plan. It's all-out attack. And Roy Hodgson knew that. So he just went, OK, we'll just keep everybody back and hit you on the counter long balls and it worked because Fulham are I, 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 this is the first time I've heard actual criticism of Scott Parker because they only so clearly he has a way of that he wants to play and is he cannot adapt that is the criticism labeled at him that he cannot adapt to play a different way I'm kind of convinced that that is probably the case but that's how they played when they got promoted they're going down anyway they may as well go down in a blaze of glory <laughs> or absolutely epic failures like Derby County 0708 uh, shall we move on from this match very quickly because it's not not really much to say other than you said it earlier Callum Fulham going down pretty much uh, to be honest like okay criticise him but he just hasn't got the players I don't think yeah He's got, yeah, he's got decent, decent attacking players, but defence is non-existent. They bought a, a really good goalkeeper and on loan, but yeah. even he can't do nothing with shambolic defence in front of him. You know what? I think I think Fulham have got a very good squad for the championship next season. <laughs> and that's not even being harsh. They have got a good squad for the championship, but um, if they really want a good run in the Premier League, then they, they need to, to change. Otherwise, they're in danger of becoming... Like West Brom in the late two thousands, yo-yoing between the Championship and the Premier League. Uh, right, let's talk about the most boring game of the weekend, the one that's just finished: Manchester United, Chelsea. Man United nil, Chelsea nil. What what do we say about this game, Callum? It, it was just boring. <laughs> the most entertaining was just... bit was um, Ever and um, oh. Uh, Hassel Hasselbank, Bank. sorry. I uh, knew the name. was chatting to you about it off air, but um, Everett Hasselbank getting into a potential halftime <laughs> argument. That was the most entertaining part of the game. It was, other than that shot from Rashford, 
you know, sorry, Marcus Rashford, MBE. Um, <clears throat> gotta, gotta, gotta keep that in. Okay, right. National yeah. treasure, as the commentator said, Marcus Rashford, MBE. To be fair, he is a national treasure uh, for what he does for on on that side of his uh, career. But uh, just because he's a Manchester, just because he's a national hero, doesn't mean he's not gonna escape criticism from us. Because neither of us are Manchester United fans. It it's. Uh, <sighs> Shall I just give this one to you and you can just say it's a really boring game and we can move on? Yeah, I, I think facts of the matter is people actually came in thinking, oh yeah, this will be lots of goals, you know, be interesting. No, it, it was it was just simply two teams who didn't want to lose um, and they were really too scared, both of them, to even try anything um, slow. I mean, but, I mean, I'm just looking at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's uh, Interview and he'll, he's like, oh yeah, there's positive take out of this. What he didn't concede a goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't yeah, we didn't get spanked by uh, Tot- uh, Chelsea or another Chelsea. London team. We didn't get spanked by another London team like Tottenham. P- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> is that the? Pretty much. Uh, oh my goodness, is that the best crap. Manchester United can hope for now? Is not getting spanked by London teams. Oh That's goodness. So much it. I think I think I would have legitimately like paid for. Everyone has to start scrapping on the, the table between them at half time. Sky Sports box office. Yeah, I mean, we've got the UFC on tonight. Let's, let's get yeah, these in the um, together. Yeah, but yeah, that's on Fight Island. <laughs> yeah, uh, BT Sport box office. For yeah, that. D- Dana White going, well, you gave out Fight Island. Patrice Everett versus Jimmy Floyd. Hasselbank. And then you get Joe Rogan commentating. I will only watch it if Joe Rogan is commentating. Yeah, <laughs> literally the way the way you said that then, like that that name just perfectly fits with like a a, a UFC or a wrestling announcements. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, <laughs> and then the music. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Chelsea. Literally, that'd be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, the live heart. Pay- oh, sorry, I'm doing the uh, American accent then. <laughs> sorry, I need to do the the uh, television act. The live hot pay-per-view action tonight is Liverpool versus Sheffield United. I mean, the way you say Sheffield United then just sounds a bit creepy. But, uh... <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Steel City itself. Um, yeah, nil-nil at the moment. Uh, I, I, Callum is... Um... Of course, he's paying for it. £14.95 on Sky Sports box office. Yeah, Definitely paying for it, uh, like anyone um, who paid for. By the way, anyone that paid for the Burnley West Brom game, okay, Burnley and West Brom fans are forgiven for paying fourteen ninety five for a match that they probably saw as a winnable match. But anybody else, you're insane. You are actually literally insane. Literally insane. You know, literally insane. Um, whilst Callum finds. The Sheffield United match, which he's totally paying £14.95 for, for we can't say otherwise, and we can't say where you can watch it, because that would be highly illegal. Um, £14.95 from Sky Sports Box Office, and you can watch... I, I wonder if they got... Who have they got as pundits? Is it Hasselbank and Ever again? Did they just reuse the same pundits? I have no idea because it's it's because he's paid for it's Sky Sports box office, isn't it? So I, I have no idea. I assume they just use the same office. presenter and the same two pundits from. It's just the same studio. 
They just go from Sky Sports Premier League to Sky Sports box One? office. Oh. The sorry, the uh, hot Premier League action for tonight coming from Liverpool and Sheffield United. Right, I'm just trying to load up all the championship results while Scallum finds a way that he can watch legally Liverpool versus yeah, Sheffield United. Legally, of course. Yeah, I mean, I've just, just got it on now, but I mean, I've, I've also got the... Uh, I've still got Ever and Hasselbank on my, on my TV screen. That means, um, so that means they can't them. even be bothered. <laughs> oh, they can't even be bothered to change it. Uh, right, let's go to the championship. And I have to tell you about last night's East Midlands derby. It was a very good game. Um, that's not Derby County. That's Derry City. Uh, <laughs> I nearly said Derry City then because uh, they played in the Irish Premier League last night. But the um, championship action was East Midlands derby. It was Nottingham Forest 1, Derby County 1. It was actually quite a good game if you didn't watch the Aston Villa um Aston Villa Leeds match because it was a, a very good game. Uh, right, let's go through the scores. Uh, Scott, just that quickly, just that quickly, Dan. Yeah. You, should, you know what you should do? All the Championship League One, League Two uh, results should read out like that old B- uh, BBC commentator on it. The drone, uh, Nottingham Forest. Oh, like they have on Sky Sky Sports, yeah. where it's like, yeah. And now the results from the Skybet Championship. <laughs> yeah. Watford one, AFC Bournemouth. One, Bristol City one, Swansea City one, Cardiff City one, Middlesbrough one, Coventry City nil, Blackburn Rovers four, Huddersfield Town one, Preston North End two. I feel like a pillock doing it this way. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I'm going to go back to doing it normally. Um, Millwall one, Barnsley one. Norwich City 2, Wickham Wanderers 1. I mean, we've already said Wickham are going down from the championship on this show. They're not good enough to to stay up. I'm sure they'll enjoy the season. Hopefully they'll get some fans in towards the end of the season. I hope they will because they'll sell out Adams Park and they'll sing at the fact that they're in the second tier because they were a non-league club years ago. Martin O'Neill got them promoted to the Football League. Uh, QPR nil, Birmingham City nil, Reading 3, Rotherham United nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil, Luton Town 1, and Stoke City 3, Brentford 2. Skybet League 1, Gillingham nil, Fleetwood 2, Accrington Stanley, Bristol Rovers match uh, postponed due to COVID. Uh, Blackpool 1, MK Dons 0, Burton Albion 1, AFC Wimbledon 1, Doncaster Rovers 1, Crew Alexandra 2, Hull City 1, Peterborough United 2, Lincoln City 1, Ipswich Town 0, Northampton Town 0, Charlton Athletic 2. The Immortal Derby was postponed. I am of course talking about the scum that is Oxford United versus the Greatest team to wear red north of Barcelona, apart from Liverpool, Callum. Uh, Swindon Town. <laughs> uh, match postponed due to um, a COVID outbreak within the uh, Swindon Town squad. Um, only one positive test, though, uh, as far as I was aware from Friday. Postponed to one, to one positive test? Um, yeah, because I remember reading it out because I do local radio in Swindon, so I remember... Uh, read it. Uh, th- th- there was local paper report like from the morning saying that the game was going to get postponed and I do the drive time show and by 6 o'clock there was no official EFL statement but later on the EFL said it was going to be postponed but um, I think there were a few potential isolation issues for Swindon Town Shrewsbury 1 Rochdale 2 Sunderland 1 Portsmouth 3 that was a Premier League game about 
what, 10 years ago? Wigan Athletic 1, Plymouth Argyle 1. League 2 looks like this. Exeter City 3, Scunthorpe United 1. Barrow 2, Walsall 2. Bradford City 0, Newport County 3. Cambridge United 1, Bolton Wanderers 1. Cheltenham Town 0, Mansfield 0. Colchester United 2, Harrogate Town 1. Grimsby Town 1, Carlisle United 1. Morecambe 1, Forest Green Rovers 2. I feel like I'm doing the... Sky Sports guy again. Um, his voice, not him. <laughs> Holton Athletic 1, Port Vale 2, Salford City 1, Crawley Town 1, Stevenage Borough 0, uh, Leighton Orient 2. I've always called them Stevenage Borough because that was their old name, but they're just Stevenage now. Stevenage 0, Leighton Orient 2, and Tramia Rovers 2, South End United 0. So they're going to be having a party on the south side of the River Mersey tonight. The FA Cup, fourth qualifying round. This is the final round before we see the first round proper. By the way, I'm very much excited for the FA Cup this year because none of it is on a pay television channel. It is all on ITV and the BBC. This is fantastic. This is what we need for the FA Cup. Free-to-air football. Every game of the FA... Well, all the games that are going to be televised are going to be on free-to-air television. FA Cup. Let's see who's in the first round. Aldershot Town 1, Woking 2, Banbury United 2, Berry Town 1, Bath City 0, Haverton Waterlooville 3, Boreham Wood 2, Wimborne Town 0, Brackley Town 5, Mar Marisk United, don't know them, 1, Canvey Island 3, Cray Wanderers 2, Cray Wanderers, the oldest team in London by the way, just a weird fact that I know. Uh, Chester FC 0, Marine 1, Concord Rangers 2, Chippenham Town 1, Dagenham and Redbridge 1, Hartley Wint Whitney 0, hope I'm saying that right, Darlington 2, Cambridge City 0, Eastbourne Borough 1, Dulwich Hamlet 0, Eastleigh 3, Western Supermare 1, FC United of Manchester 2, Geisley 1. Hemel Hempstead Town 0, Hampton and Richmond Borough 1. Here's the one, Callum. Eccleston Town 0, Hartlepool United 6. Oh. I'm going to say that was a tight game. Very. <laughs> Kings Lynn, Notts County, match cancelled. Lyston 2, Barnet 3, Maidenhead United 2, Cray Valley Paper 3. Malden and Triptree uh, 1, Haringey Borough 0, Shuling 0, Torquay United 2, Solihull Moors 4, Wrexham 0, that Hollywood shine still not, in, not uh, having come to Wrexham, South Shields FC 2, Halifax Town 0, Stafford Rangers 1, Scammonsdale United 4, Stockport 1, Stockport County 1, Chesterfield 1, Chesterfield 1, 7-6 on penalties. That sounds like a good penalty shootout to watch. Sutton United 0, Bromley 1 in a London derby. Tunbridge Angels 5, Taunton Town 0, Wealdstone 0, uh, Hazen Yedding 2, Weymouth 2, Oxford City 3. Yeovil 3, Dover Athletic 3, Yeovil Town winning 7-6 on penalties. Those are your results for today. We're going to have a break and we're going to wait for the, the latest match 
to start, we uh, which is Sheff- Liverpool versus Sheffield United. I'll get my words right. And then afterwards, we'll talk about the UEFA Champions League. See you in a bit. Welcome back to the Football Fan Show, and it's not good news from Liverpool. Well, depending on your perspective, I should say. Um, from Callum's perspective, not good news. Uh, Sheffield Liverpool nil at Sheffield United won a contentious VAR decision. Where, where Callum, tell me, when, when was the first time you know we? <laughs> when was the first time we mentioned contentious VAR decision? Oh wait, it was before the Liverpool game even kicked off. Uh, this must be like a kick in the teeth. It's just shambolic. As, as I keep on saying, the, the lads get away with it. Nothing's going to change. They're going to keep on making stupid mistakes. Stupid mistakes that decide big matches. Like these matches are, are big. That you know they, they make. You know these players have a career out of this, and if the, these decisions are affecting their career, and they can't even like. You know the way in a normal place you're allowed to make a complaint about something, a normal workplace you're allowed to make a complaint about something. They make a complaint about this, they get fined. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to, not not allowed to criticize these officials, not allowed to. Oh, um, just, so I'm I'm following the uh, match commentary on BBC Sport and they've even said if any Liverpool fans have any hard feelings about the penalty awarded, which is fairly unthinkable, I know, it's worth flagging that the that the that uh, was the first penalty, the first Premier League penalty Liverpool have faced at Anfield in two years and 17 days since a nil-nil draw with Man City in October of 2018. Uh, Riyad Mahrez took it. And, skied it, uh, yeah. Yeah, skied it. Uh, put it into the Kirkby end, if uh, memory serves the reporter. Uh, penalty appeal now. The Blades have had another shout for a penalty waved away by Mike Dean. Was that handball that struck the arm of Andrew Robertson, but not in a meaningful way? So I'll keep I'll keep an eye on that one. But it is Sheffield United 1-0 uh, up against uh, Liverpool. Sandra Burge with the uh, stepped-up penalty. Uh, put it to Allison. Put it to his right. Allison's left. Allison dives to his right. The players left, so Allison dives the wrong way, and the Norwegian Sanderberge puts Sheffield United one nil up. I'm just keeping an eye. I'm just keeping an eye on this penalty appeal. Doesn't look like it's gone anywhere, so no second penalty for Sheffield United. I just want to go through the uh, team lineup and say that Rian Brewster playing against his old club for. Sheffield United. Could that be an omen? Uh, let's see. Uh, f- first half, 22 minutes gone. Uh, Liverpool nil, Sheffield United won. Right, we'll move on now because I know you don't want to talk about this. We're going to talk about the UEFA Champions League. Um, I do love the Champions League song and I would be very gutted if, say, a European Premier League was to form and then completely destroy the Champions League because I love listening to the Champions League theme. Uh, yes, the UEFA Champions League and Europa League, the lesser competition is back. The ch- uh, So the Champions League is back this week. Did you watch any of the games, Callum? Yeah. Yeah, well, I watched a couple. Just just before I go on to that, sorry, just want to point out, I've just realised that the uh, referee on this match he is, but is Mike Dean. Yeah, 
absolutely. I mean, that just says it all, doesn't he? Clown himself. I mean, I nearly spat uh, out my beer then. <laughs> yeah, Mike Dean. I mean, you've seen his antics. He's 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 he's, he's in it for the fun of it because he, he, he loves just he loves he, making himself the centre of attention. Wasn't it was Mike Dean that sent off? Um, wasn't it Mike Dean that sent off? Um, uh, the West Brom manager, who I can't remember. Um, I'm sure it was Mike Dean. That sent it, him. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, he loves. I mean, you know, in any game, Mike Dean is the referee. He is. You know, you know it, Callum. He, he is the he, star he, of that game. I think he has a quota. He has a quota of like, oh, I must have at least one contentious decision every match. I mean, the fans don't pay to watch the football. They they pay to watch Mike Dean. We well, that's the problem. We're just idiots. That's the pro- Watching That's the, the football, he, he he laps it all up. He he loves being the centre of attention, and we and we love it for him because he's he's just a bit funny. He's just a bit of a funny old man. <laughs> That's the problem. Him and the other the other R one who's just he's a bit tubby. <laughs> Shouldn't even be bloody refereeing it. Um, gotta love uh, you gotta love contentious refereeing decisions. Uh, right, the champions. His name John Moss. John yeah, Moss. John Moss. John Moss. Yeah. Uh, champions League. Then uh, we'll go with. I've got Wednesday's results. Where's Tuesday's? Let's start with Tuesday's results. Uh, Chelsea nil, Sevilla nil, and probably one of the most forgettable games in in the Champions League this year so far. Uh, Two teams that didn't want to get beat. Uh, Much like Chelsea versus Manchester United. Rennes won, Krasnodar won. That was also in the same group. Group E. We kind of both know who's going through there, Chelsea and Sevilla. We we did our Champions League predictions a few weeks ago. Uh, Zenit St. Petersburg 1, Club Bruges 2, Lazio 3, Borussia Dortmund 1. Now, that is not a result I saw coming. I, I a Borussia Dortmund, in, I can't say that they're in trouble after losing one game. No. I can. I can be that sensationalist, but that's poor journalism. Um <laughs> I'm not going to be that sensationalist, but that is a bad game. That is a bad performance from Borussia Dortmund. And uh, Jude Bellingham, by the way, became the youngest English player to play in the Champions League. That match for uh, Borussia Dortmund is a Champions League debut to forget. Dynamo Kiev nil, Juventus 2. Good game, that one. I watched that one. Uh, Barcelona 5, Ferran Varoc 1. PSG won Manchester United 2. Now that was a very good game. I watched so I watched the Ju- Juventus game because it was like 5:30 kickoff because uh, it was in Kiev. And then I watched the uh, Manchester United away game. That was a very good game. I it was either the, either going to be the Manchester United game or the Chelsea game because I only ever watched the English English teams in the Champions League. And I I picked the Manchester United game because it's PSG and they reached the final last year. So I was actually expecting PSG to win. Um, but I was very surprised, happy to be surprised, because I like watching the English teams win, no matter who it is. Really don't care who it is, as long as it's an English team at the end of the day that win the Champions League, because it gets us more brownie points in the European coefficient. So we get more Euro- more teams in Europe. Uh, and then our dream of having every European spot down to League Two, and then Swindon Town can take our rightful place in the UEFA Champions League. Sorry, sorry I'm daydreaming again. Um, PSG 1, Manchester United 2, and then RB Leipzig 2, Istanbul, Basikshir, nil. Um, I was surprised because we had our um, uh, predictions for the Champions League group, and I sensationally said Istanbul, Basikshir would beat Manchester United to the Europa League. Yeah, I'm just going to admit now I'm an idiot and I was wrong. I was just saying it to be funny and 
sensationalist. I, I don't genuinely think that's going to happen. That's going to cause a few problems for PSG now because they've lost a, a crucial home game to Manchester United. Is this kind of... is? I, I mean, it's, it, it's hard to say because it's only one game, but it's kind of what's happening to PSG, what happened to Poch at, at Tottenham. They reached the final and then they're like, oh, you know, we've got to be better to win it. And it's like, oh... Should we just stop playing for the manager? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, no. P- PSG is still going to finish top, I'd say. I don't know. I think Manchester United have a decent chance, unless they completely no. mess it up against, like, Istanbul. No, well, I think Leipzig I think Leipzig could finish top. The, yeah, the next match is Leipzig goes to Old Trafford, and I think Leipzig could get something. Mm, it'd be interesting to see. Actually, uh, now that you say that, I do, I do think that. Um, I mean... The reason I say that is because they went to Tottenham last season and beat them both home and away. And I think I think Tottenham are, are well, even this, especially this season, a better team than Man United. Yeah. Um, right. Moving on. Uh, Wednesday's fixtures: RB Salzburg two, Lokomotiv Moscow two, Bayern Munich four, Atletico Madrid nil. I mean, did they ever stop playing last season's Champions League, or did they just? <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, they just carried on. Oh, my favourite result of the entire group stage. Real Madrid 2, Shakhtar Donetsk 3. 3. That was yeah. my favourite result. Plus, plus, I think they, they had an equaliser ruled out in like the 90th minute. Yes, uh, they did. Because I remember sides. Gary Lineker saying, oh, it's 3-3. Three, three. Nope. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. And then it's he goes just... and wins El Clasico, which we'll talk about later. But um, yeah. yeah, you know how much I dislike Zidane, so... Um, as as a manager, don't dislike him as a player. Just as a manager, I don't think I don't rate him. I don't think he's very good. Um, uh, just, oh, Real Madrid. Oh my! Apparently, the rumor was if he didn't win El Clasico, he was going to get sacked. And I was just banking, banking on Barcelona just being better than the average lot that they are. Um, and to be fair, their five-one win in Europe kind of gave me a false sense of hope. <sighs> And as I've mm-hmm. said, La Liga could be won by a clown. And it will be. Zidane Zidane, manager of Real Madrid. <laughs> okay, I'll stop with the Zidane stuff now. Inter Milan 2, Borussia Mönchengladbach 2. I love seeing that name on a script. Manchester City 3, FC Porto 1. Good game. Didn't watch it, unfortunately. I uh, I watched the... I can't remember which game. Oh, no, sorry. I watched the Liverpool game on uh, the Wednesday. I didn't watch the Man City one. Uh, Olympiacos 1, Marseille 0. Ajax 0, Liverpool 1. Solid result. Uh, Liverpool didn't uh-huh. concede a goal. I mean, that's... It's not... It, you know, it's not a performance that would set the world on fire, but, you know, when you're in the cold light of day after the match, it's just a professional performance. Yeah. My first thought was, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, you just want to you just want to take a professional performance, get the win and move on. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, we took our front three off after 60 minutes. Put a fresh new front three on, and we didn't concede. Like some people say, oh, we were lucky. You know, Ajax deserved at least a point out of it. Mm. Um, uh, I just I think, think, that's, I think that's a stretch. I mean, they did hit the post and they had some good chances, but the fact of the matter is, that we we would pre- we would break on the counter attack so many times. We we should have scored one or two more ourselves. But mm. um, it, to be honest, going to going to Ajax, who are still a very good team, no matter how many players, players seem to be taken away from them. They'll always be pretty strong these days. I'll take a one nil win. You know, it's one of our it was one of our toughest matches in the group stages. So I'll take that. Yeah, it's um it's fantastic. 
hello to Major Ferret eight five six two on Twitch for watching. Hiya. Um, mit oh goodness, it's that Danish team that I like to call Miniland or Legoland. Uh, FC Mitchell Michelin Tire Midgieland. How do I pronounce it? Educate me. It's, I think it's it's pronounced FC uh, Mid, Mid, Midgieland. Midgieland. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm, bang, I'm, I'm trusting you here uh, to I make think. me not look like a tit. Um, although I do that on a regular basis anyway, so you can't mm -hmm. really help me there. You don't uh, need any help with that now. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I I excel at being a tit. Um, FC Michelin, Michelin, the tyre company, Midgieland, uh, nil, uh, Atalanta, four. I think a decent opening week for the for the Champions League. O opening match day one, good, good set of results. Next game's coming at you on the um, next week, actually. I think the twenty seventh yeah. of October. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, Listen, yeah. When when I saw the next the, the, the Tuesday was our next match, I, I was like, what? <laughs> They're all coming thick and fast, aren't they? Um, yeah. Let's go through the fixtures just to uh, tell you what's coming up. Uh, Locomotive Moscow are at home to Bayern Munich. Atletico Madrid take on RB Salzburg. Shakhtar Donetsk are at home to Inter Milan. I say at home, they're not playing in Donetsk. They're still playing in Kiev due to all that situation going on in uh, the east of Ukraine. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk versus Inter Milan. Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Real Madrid. Come on, Gladbach. Come on. Just beat them. Just do anything. Please just beat Real Madrid. I just... It's become an obsession, Callum. I just want to see Zinedine Zidane. I just want him sacked. I want him to be fall so far down the pecking order that he manages Accrington bloody Stanley. <laughs> and even they're too good for him. Uh, FC Porto versus Olympiacos. Marseille uh, versus Man City. Atalanta versus Ajax. Liverpool versus Michelin. Michelin. Uh, on Tuesday. Wednesday's fixtures. Krasnodar versus Chelsea. That's a 5.55 kickoff. Uh, Sevilla versus Rennes, Dortmund versus Zenit St. Petersburg. That'll be a, an opp a good opportunity for redemption for Dortmund. Uh, Club Bruges versus Lazio. Ferran Varosh versus Dynamo Kiev. Oh, this is the one I'll be watching. Juventus versus Barcelona. No, no, get up, Mo. Get up, Mo. Oh, what's going on? What's happened? No, it's a most I was on the floor then for a second. Uh, Please Sheffield United, I hate the way they play. <laughs> they are very, to be fair, they are very negative. We'll get back to that in a moment. Juventus Barcelona, you excited for that one next week? If Ronaldo is playing, and obviously Messi will be playing for that, but he, he just had to come back, come back with a second uh, positive, positive coronavirus yeah, test. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. So uh, I was looking forward to seeing them go up against each other, but um, that's going to be a good match. Yeah. Well, um, not. Not as good as recent years. Recent years, they've had better teams. Both of them just seem a bit average at the moment. Uh, if you uh, aren't watching the Krasnodar-Chelsea match at 5.55, then may I invite you to watch the istanbul Besiktas psg match, which is also on at 5.55. And then Manchester United, as Callum said, uh, are taking on RB Leipzig. Rasenball. Ball, sorry, Rasenball Sport Leipzig um, at 8 o'clock. Do you actually know it, 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 what Rasenball... Ball sport means. Um, no idea. It's something like grass ball sport. Um, gra lawn. No, it's l something like um lawn ball game or something like that. 
It's absolutely. It's just so that they can fit the RB. The only, the only thing, the only fact I know about uh, RB Leipzig and Red Bull Salzburg's names is that there, it has to, it has to be. Um, go on. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, I thought we all yeah. scored. Um, is that it has to? It can't be called Red Bull Leipzig. It's RB Leipzig, and then it can't be RB Salzburg. It has to be Red Bull. Yeah, because um, yeah, in Austria, RB Salzburg are Red Bull Salzburg, whereas in the Champions League, they are RB, Zol- uh, RB Salzburg. But um, RB Leipzig are not, you know, they can't be called Red Bull in Red Bull, Ger- German in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. at all um, because it's banned. So they are called Rasen Ball Sport, which actually translates to Lawn Ball Sports. Sounds like they're playing like, um, what's that? What's that game they play in the Commonwealth Games? It's a bit like curling. Um, Po- no, not polo. Um, you know the one where they roll down the, the, the like the oh, ball bowls. on the lawn. Bowls. That's it. Sounds like bowls club, doesn't it? <laughs> that's just what bit, they do on bit, weekends. Bit high class, isn't it? <laughs> that's just what they do on. We- <laughs> that's just what they do on weekends, isn't it? Oh goodness. Uh, what's going on in the uh, Liverpool Sheffield United match? Not much of anything really. Just dominating possession again. Uh, Sheffield United sitting back as they do. Um. But they'll be they'll be happy that um they've they've got a contentious penalty and they've one 0 up. So they'll just um they'll just sit back now. I just I hate it when teams on. do that though, because you know, to just settle for a one goal lead. The, well, the, well the thing is that the facing opposition which the facing opposition which just are much better than them, so they can't play open the lives, they'll get decimated. Um, Unless they're Fulham, of course, in which place they'll play open and get decimated. They, anyway. they can play, yeah, they can play anything, you know. Yeah, but um, I, do, I don't see Sheffield United winning this match. I've got to be honest. Liverpool should come back into this. Stranger, stranger things have happened. I know we've seen them. Manchester United losing six one. What, what was it? Six one to Tottenham, and then Liverpool losing seven yeah, exactly. two. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> especially. I specifically, I specifically remember thinking before the Anfield, uh, the Aston Villa match, oh, I shouldn't have any problem with these. Yeah, that was the Less. that was a weird weekend of football, but that was a fantastic yeah. weekend for any neutral. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like that meme in it. Oh, uh, Manchester uh, Manchester United lose six one to uh, Tottenham May on the day, and it's that meme in it where and you, it's just you just put little badge there. And it's like hold my beer. <laughs> We'll take you one pair there. I did like all the um, all the all the memes of the police turning up at Jurgen Klopp's house saying, "We understand you let more than six in." <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was quite funny. Yeah, this but should any... be allowed. We've got more, got more <laughs> yeah. than six here. Yeah. 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 Oh goodness. Uh, right. Oh, one thing I was sent, and it's hilarious. Uh, and I've got to thank Gary Law for this because he sent it to me. Uh, and it was the biggest score of the night, and it was for Ajax. So any team looking to face 18, Ajax next. 13-0, wasn't it? 13-0 away at um, Venlo. 13-0. Uh, I would go through all the goal scorers, but <laughs> but I'd be Too here many. until 10 o'clock, uh, which is when we're due to be off air. Uh, 13-0. And we talk about that Manchester United and Liverpool games retrospectively being absolutely bonkers but that that really is you know what i i want to organize a testimonial match between venlo and fulham and see who wins that's what i want i to mean 
I think it, I think if you could go to if you go to a negative score, I think you know if if you could I get mean, that. If you could... That is a rugby union score. That, that's a rugby score. <laughs> that is a pretty poor game of rugby, but still, that's a pretty good result for a, a rug. That's a tight game of rugby. <laughs> that's what Ajax have achieved. They've gone from massive football score to tight game of rugby. Oh, I'm not wrong with their rugby. I like their rugby. <laughs> Hey, I, I completely forgot the Six Nations was back on today, but uh, never mind, eh? Uh, if you want to contact us, you can You can do so on 0333 303 4868. You can also uh, Skype us at TFFS Live. That's T s live which is also our twitter handle uh go, listen to the audio stream at deadhead.media forward slash the football fan show email the football fan show at gmail.com twitch.tv forward slash the football fan show give us a like share and subscribe on our youtube channel just search for the football fan show live uh we'll be back in around five minutes we are still going to talk about uh the well I want to say Pez's World League is coming to life, but uh, the European Premier League, that's coming up after 9 o'clock. Next up, we are going to spend about 10 minutes talking about El Clasico. Maybe I'll bring up my hatred of Zinedine Zidane. It's not hate, I just think he's a bad manager. In a bit. (laughs) In a bit. Welcome back to the Football Fan Show with you through till 10. Callum Brown is my guest. You can call us 0333 303 4868. Standard network rate supply. You can also Skype us TFFS Live, which is also our Twitter handle, uh, facebook.com forward slash the football fan show, or email your thoughts, thefootballfanshow at gmail.com. There's been a goal at Liverpool and Sheffield United. I'm going to try and tee you up like Jeff Stelling. There's been a goal in the Liverpool Sheffield United game. But who for? Callum Brown. And it's here to Phil Thompson, and there's been a great goal, uh, Jeff. It's been, it's it's for me, no, yeah. Um, now, um, well, I can go all, all the, you know, Charlie, whatever his name is, and uh, that's been a great goal. Um, I mean, he's now, not on there um, anymore, so I'm I'm a bit upset by that. Yeah, that's why just, I don't watch that much. Just don't go full of good ones. Yeah, just just don't do Paul Merson because your teeth will fall out. Oh, so God, no. gum will fall out or something because he's always chewing yeah. bloody gum. Um, yeah. Or Latiz. Oh, that's sad as well. Anyway, yeah, who scored? Um, no, it's it's for me. No scores. It's uh, just watching back now. It's a cross in from Henderson. Mane heads it. Um, what's the keeper's name? Can't remember the keeper's name. Um, saves it, and then for me, just tap in. Um, so a pretty easy for me. Not yeah, easy goal. But as as, as I was saying to you off air. Uh, Firmino needs more goals, so I'll take anything he can get. Um, one thing I will say though is that the uh, Sheffield United pen—I've just seen it back again properly. Oh, and, have you seen a replay? Yeah, and it, as people have been put on Twitter, that I've seen wasn't a foul, got the ball, and it was also just outside the box. Mm. So on both counts, it shouldn't have been a pen. But uh, of course, Mike Dean, being his usual self, um, goes. F it. I'm up for a bit of spiciness. He presses F in the chat and then... <laughs> I feel like we need to it's give only... um, Mike Dean his own jingle, like a, an angelic... <laughs> um, Aaron Mike, Ramsdale, Mike by Dean. the way. Oh. Ramsdale is the... Yeah, uh, Ramsdale. That's it, Sheffield yeah. United. But, um, yeah. Good. El Clasico, quickly. we got three minutes to talk about El Clasico. Um, 
Barcelona really disappointed me. I thought uh, Zinedine. Well, the the rumor was that Zidane was going to get the sack if he lost El Clasico. That's why I was like, I don't care about Spanish football. I used to be a Madrid fan during the Galacticos era. I don't care about Spanish football. It's not my thing. Um, but I don't like Zinedine Zidane uh, because of Gareth Bale. And I'm not. I'm not Welsh. I'm not a Tottenham fan. I just believe he was a great footballer that was absolutely dicked over by Zidane. Uh, because Zidane isn't a good man manager. Uh, 3-1 to Real Madrid, and I did say at the first show that we did that any idiot could win La Liga this season because Barcelona are a disjointed and disunified club uh, this season in terms of their playing style. I'll come to you, Callum, in a moment. I'm just going to go through the uh, goal scorers. Uh, Valverde with the fifth-minute goal, putting Real Madrid 1-0 up. Uh, this was at the new camp, by the way, this game. Uh, Fati with the eighth-minute goal, uh, equalising for Barcelona. Then a Ramos 63rd-minute pen put Real Madrid 2-1 up, and Modric with the 90th-minute goal, set up by Rodrigo. So, yeah, pretty simple. Done. Dusted. Uh, Real Madrid had lost the previous week, which is why uh, Zidane was close to the chop, apparently. But they've won. Pretty standard stuff. Barcelona, despite their pretty good performance midweek in the Champions League, still looking very disjointed. Messi's still probably going to leave. I haven't seen any anything from Barcelona to suggest that uh, he's going to stay. It really all depends on the Barcelona. I think we've talked about this, Callum. Uh, it really all, all depends on the Barcelona presidential elections because it's current. Well, the current president's not going to win. We know this because um, we've talked about this and. and even you've said that they've um, they'll bring in Xavi as 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 mm-hmm. soon as as soon as they can, uh, and then that'll convince uh, Messi uh, to stay. It'd be a shame if he did because I'd love to see him. Even if it's Man City, even if it is Man City, I'd love to see him in a cold, rainy night in what is it now? Burnley, cold Tuesday <laughs> night in Burnley. Is it now? It was Stoke before, but now it's Burnley, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Could could, could still be Stoke if you want to. Stoke, you know, you know we, the, we have plenty yeah. of experience with Stoke. Stoke has lots of wet nights. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. Um, hopefully, they get drawn in the League Cup. Football gods, we pray to thee. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know if, if if Messi will actually leave Barcelona. Probably, you know, Cumin's probably going to last a year or two. I was very surprised when they got the failed Everton manager in. I was very surprised by their midweek result. I didn't think they'd do very well this season in the Champions League. Um, but they won by a big margin midweek, and that gave me a false sense of hope considering Real Madrid lost to Shakhtar Donetsk uh, midweek. I was very surprised. Very, very surprised indeed that uh, Real Madrid did win uh, the match at the new camp. Thoughts, Callum, very quickly? On El Clasico, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I was kind of keeping my eye on it. Um, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't watch it either. I, I don't like Spanish Spanish football. For those of you that don't know, is on Premier Sport. I think it's got its own channel on Premier Sport because it used to be on Sky. Then it switched uh, to um, the streaming service that the Leeds United owner owns. What is it, Eleven Sport or something like that? And then yeah. they they folded, and now they're on Premier Sport, which used to show like the National League. Uh, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, like it's Real Madrid winning, doing what we well 
what I I'm not going to speak for you here, but they're they're, they're going to do what. I expect them to do it easily, just sleepwalk into the league title. I don't know about yourself and what your thoughts on where La Liga is going. I mean, both both are both um, Barca and Real have both been average this season. Mm. They've been particularly great. Um, the the fact that the, you know Barca are relying on a well, I, th- I think he's almost eighteen and Ansu Fati as their best player says a lot. Um, They've still got that aging team that has been an issue last couple of seasons. Um, Messi's head's not there. Yeah, he's, you know you can tell he's, he's, his head is gone. I think his thing is is that depends on what happens. He may say, he may go. Man City fans who want Pep to stay will want Messi to come because if Messi comes, Pep will stay. Yeah, absolutely. But if Messi doesn't come, then Pep's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Um, I don't see why Pep but, would leave um, though because he hasn't done a. Sorry, that's a completely different point. Um, no, go on. I think it's the end of his contract this season. He hasn't signed that extension, I don't think. I'm sure he'll sign one, um, but um, um, I don't depends. see why he would leave. thing is, if he, if he get, if they get knocked out of the Champions League, I think he'll definitely leave, because that, that's his only thing he's got left to win there now. Um, I don't think he will, though. Depends. Uh, it depends. I don't think I don't think they're going to do well. No. Man City just have some kind of mentality thing when it comes to Champions League. They're just... Somehow, just get no matter what team they come up against, whether it's a Leon or whether it's anyone in the knockout stages, you know. Because what, what I find funny is they always get, you know, and I'm not saying it's because I'm a Liverpool fan, but they always seem to get the easiest of the um, the, run of the, the, the group Liverpool. stages, yeah. yeah they had the to run through to the, the runs, um, through to the knockout stage, always seem to be these for them, and they seem to stroll them, but then you get to the knockout stage, no matter who they face. These always seem to struggle. Um, I think maybe it's that mentality of um, having played Gillingham 20 years ago in a <laughs> Division 2 playoff final. Tony Pulis is Gillingham, and they're still stuck in that. No, I'm joking. None of the players played in that match. Um, yeah, uh, Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona won Real Madrid 3. Uh, Pep Guardiola's contract, not a, not a topic of discussion, but it's a, it's a very nice segue. Um, but... We'll see what's going on. At halftime, Liverpool won, Sheffield United won. Second half, Callum's watching it, as you can see. Um, he'll keep an eye on that one as we talk f- Pro Evolution. Sorry, I mean FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer's World League. Um, Premier European Premier League is the story. I'm going to find the deets. We'll be back in two. Welcome back to the final part of the Football Fan Show. It's all talking about um, the FIFA-backed... Well, last week it was... What was it? Project Big Picture. Mm-hmm. Which was is now dead. Long long may it rot in hell. Uh, given the passionate rant that I gave calling EFL owners absolute idiots for agreeing to it in the first place. It's like they sold their soul for money and I called them all crooks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yet today it's a different day same thing the big clubs want to break away from well not this time they don't want to break away from the Premier League they want to break away from the Champions League they want a European Premier League so essentially it's no different than the European Super League that they keep talking about that is often touted to replace the Champions League um the Champions League has to go on in its current format until 2024. 
uh, until UEFA can make changes to it because that is what was agreed by everybody. But uh, I'll give you the details now. Uh, European Premier League, uh, the clubs involved in the format, impact on the Premier League and Champions League as well. Uh, so um, leaked plans for a lucrative... It would be lucrative. Morgan Stanley, by the way, was the he's not a, a he's not a guy. It's a bank. Uh, the way that was going to be the chief finances of this. When you have to go to like a hedge fund and bank like Morgan Stanley to get your to get your money um, to. Oh, goodness. It's so it's oh, it's just awful. Uh, leaked plans for a lucrative European Premier League have been have well they did set the footballing world ablaze and left the game to just bewilderment on my part i was bewildered by it liverpool and manchester united where have i heard those two clubs planning to change english football before have participated in talks over the construction of a new fifa back tournament which would be funded by the sum of six billion pounds it was actually wall street bank jp morgan so i got that wrong uh, 4.6 billion pounds jp morgan would have put into the game uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City and Tottenham have been reportedly approached as the revolutionary proposal takes shape. Although we'll get to uh, everybody now pulling out and saying it wasn't my idea, it was their idea. No, it wasn't my idea, it was his idea. No, it was his idea. For God's sakes. It's like, can I just say, um, I hated the hot potato from the Premier League about Project Big Picture because they were clearly involved at a stage where they shouldn't have been. Um, and I hated that. And now I hate this even more with a passion because Manchester United as a club, Liverpool as a club are going, well, it's not our idea, it's FIFA's idea. And then FIFA's president comes out with saying, it's not my idea. I don't approve of this. It's somebody else's idea. It's like just someone just come out and admit, yeah, this is what we want to do. Because Manchester United midweek said, oh, we, we're committed to changing UEFA and the Champions League f from within. Um Clearly, their tactic is destabilization wherever it suits them. What does this mean for the future of the Premier League? Uh, who is involved? England, France, Germany, Italy and Spain. Meaning, so this is why I always hate the European Super League idea. Because then you, because the Champions League isn't just English, French, Italian, Spanish and German teams. It's Turkish teams, it's Russian teams, it's Ukrainian teams, it's Dutch teams, it's Portuguese teams. So how do you justify, you know, this European Super League when you have big clubs in smaller countries that are arguably historically more successful than some of the clubs you're inviting? You know, Tottenham have won their fair share of European trophies. I mean, they won the Cup Winners' Cup. They were the first Europe, uh, first British team to win a European trophy, Cup Winners' Cup, in the 60s. They won the Fairs Cup, UEFA Cup, or Europa League now, um, in the late 70s, early 80s. But Porto have won more Champions League titles than Tottenham. They've won about three or four. Benfica have won more, Port, uh, more Champions League titles, European Cups, than Tottenham. Ajax have won more European Cups than Tottenham. Heck, Celtic have won more European Cups than Tottenham. But you're telling me that Ajax, Porto and Benfica... Okay, I understand the Celtic one, but... You're telling me Ajax, Porto and Benfica don't deserve a place in a European Super League 
even though Ajax did nearly win the Champions League like a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, when they had just an sensational run. And you're telling me that they don't belong in a European Super League because you want to put Tottenham and... Arsenal. Tottenham, Arsenal and... You know, Manchester United, Liverpool, I can justify being in it because they're the two biggest clubs in the country. That I'm I'm fine with. Um, but Man City, Tottenham and Arsenal, I really can't justify it. I can't justify it. Chelsea at least have won a European Cup. They've won the Champions League at the very least. Okay, it was really recent and they got lucky. But they, you know, forever they are the first London club to win the European Cup. Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United. I can, I could just, I could just about justify Chelsea being in it. But what I can't justify is Ajax, Porto, and Benfica being told, "Yeah, you're from second tier nations, aren't you? You can't compete against us." When, to be honest, given the same financial impetus, Benfica could compete against Real Madrid, Barcelona, Porto could compete. Ajax could compete. You, you know, you, we looked, we talked earlier about the um, the conveyor belt of talent that Ajax produce, and you're telling me they don't belong at the top table. Okay, yeah, get rid of your Istanbul Besiktas and your, your Zenit St. Petersburgs. Okay, two state-owned clubs that are really just irrelevant in the European picture. I'm sure Zenit fans won't enjoy that because they have won a UEFA Cup in their past, but they are owned by Gazprom, which is a UEFA Champions League sponsor. Oh, God, I hate their adverts. Um, but other than, than that, okay, yeah, Dynamo Kiev, they've, they've done okay in the European Cup. Hey, Red Star Belgrade have won, Europe, have won more European Cups in Tottenham. And you're telling me... yeah. This, how do you justify that? I don't understand. Just it. jump it in, just jump in. Sorry, go, 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 this, go. this has nothing to do with European pedigree because if it was, they'd have Aston Villa in there. What have Aston Villa won it? Yep, uh, uh, uh yep. Nottingham Forest, they'd have in, they've won twice. Yep, so don't let me start. It's nothing to do with that, it's to do with money. Money, not money, the, not the biggest club, in the, 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 the most wealthiest clubs in the, the wealthiest nations. That's why. Tottenham and Arsenal and Man City are getting in. Because if, if, if it was just based on European pedigree, it would be Man United, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, is it Nottingham Forest? Um, Forest, Villa. Uh, yeah. Um, Who else have won? England have won that's European it, that's Cups. It. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, so it'd be the M5. Yeah. The M5. Yeah. And then you be. would have. You would have your Red Star Belgrades and all that. I don't even think Red Star Belgrades are in this year's competition. No, they're not. They're um, um, you, hey, you'd even get uh, the football club without a name. What are they called now? Um, SBFC. <laughs> and I'm legally not allowed. Legally, their name is owned by the Romanian military, <laughs> so they oh, can't right. be called. They can't be called their official name without being sued. So they are called SBFC. And that is why they I mean, are licensed as such on FIFA games. I am, of course, talk, talking about Stal Bucharest, who have won a oh, yeah, Cup, yeah. Of, of course. Um, but they are SBFC now. I mean, what's so good about the Champions League is that, it, it, you know, as long as you can qualify, any club in most European countries can play in it as long as you qualify. 
So you know, you get you get what what you got. You got Krasnodar in there now. For, yeah, you know, to be fair, Ferenc Varos, who's got beat by um by Barcelona. Yeah, you know, Dave, if 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 it if it was up to UEFA and the big clubs, it would just be the the most you know. It would be money the top four rich. from Germany, the top four from France, the top four from Italy, the top four from Spain, and the top exactly. four or five from England. Top four, like richest, I mean, yeah. money wise, top four or five. Yeah. So, just the ones that can make UA for the most amount of bank. Exactly. And and mo- the most money to the clubs in return. It's making them rich clubs already just richer. I'm bewildered, perplexed, and always just I get more angry and annoyed by every passing week when a big club and to be fair, I've got to say the fans of these clubs are absolutely wonderful. Manchester City just, fans, when Project Big Picture came out, just immediately jumped on their club and just went, No. No, this is, you know, we achieved the dream and you're denying that to everybody else. How can you justify that? So actually, it's the fans of these clubs are, are know, know that their team, that their club is making I wrong moves. I apologise for fireworks. Somebody, somebody celebrating. No, there's lots lots of them. Every night the past week, because as you get to, towards bonfire night, you oh, start yeah. going off like a week or two earlier. Um, that's a, but just, that's just to also the big just, city living. Oh, here we go. Right, I was just going to interrupt by saying we've scored because I've just been up to the Sky Sports news, but it's been called for offside. Another oh. tight one. Once, once I see this, if this is another tight one again, if this has been ruled off by VAR and it's something tight again, I'm sorry, it's not good enough anymore. <sighs> this is. Let's just wait and see what happens with uh, with this one. Uh, Sheffield United versus uh, Liverpool versus Sheffield United. Anfield one one at the moment. Just waiting for this decision. No, uh, apparently it was it was marginal, but he was just off. Apparently. Um. So yeah, BBC Sport because I'm following the live feed because I'm not paying forty ninety five uh, for a stream. Uh, Liverpool have it marked as. Liverpool um, 2. Oh, no. Apparently, apparently it is 2-1 now. So, um, call for offside. Now, apparently, Jota's just scored. Um, Jota's just scored. Let me just... See, my stream is a couple of minutes behind, so I'm, I'm, I'm checking Twitter and Sky Sports News. Yeah, it's been disallowed uh, officially. Um, yeah, Salah's, and then apparently apparently we've just scored again, and it's, this one counts, apparently. Salah... Oh, yeah, this guy... This one... Has, um, what's it say? Mo Salah. No, then it says disallowed. Um, now I'm just waiting for the. This is the worst bit about pay per view football. If it was on Sky, I'd, I'd have it streaming on my telly. Um, but that's just the name of the game. Uh, ah, here we go. Mo Salah scores 2 1. Sheffield United, uh, 2 1 to uh, Liverpool. Um, it does. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, I no, have no um, idea. It it looks like they've changed their mind on the. Yeah, so Salah did score, um, but then it was called offside, and then we have to score again, and this one wasn't offside. It is actually two one now. I literally have no idea what's going on there, and now it's saying disallowed again. This BBC stream, so I have no idea. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. No idea. I I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. I don't know, Jeff. I, I thought they were making a sub. I thought they were making a substitution. <laughs> Get your fingers out. Count how many players on the pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought I thought they were making a substitution. <laughs> Anthony Van Den Boer getting sent off by um, yeah. sent, sent off at Portsmouth. Uh, whilst we wait for the referees to decide whether Liverpool are two one up or still at one one, um, we were talking about uh, the clubs joining this potential European Premier League: Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico, and Madrid. Uh, also in there, Bayern Munich from Germany. Just Bayern Munich though. Uh, Juventus from Italy, Paris Saint-Germain from France. Uh, also, though, um, there may be... The plans were said to have the backing of FIFA and are reported to involve Real Madrid President Florentino Perez as well. Uh, I can't tell whether he is just an ass, Florentino Perez. I don't know whether he's a good guy or <laughs> just like the Emperor from Star Wars. I literally have no idea. Is he... <laughs> Like I get the feeling that he is the emperor from Star. Wars. Like he's just evil, but good. I don't know. Good. good, yeah. He just sees plans for a European Super League, and he goes, "Yes, good. Let the football flow through your years. Yes. Only um, the power of the dark side will your club. Only the, the power league. of my. Only the power of money can get your club into the Champions League. <laughs> oh goodness, I, I get. I'm not. Can I just say this? I'm not opposed to the idea of a European Super League if you have um, invitational teams for historic success. So yeah. you have to have an Ajax. You have to have uh, a Porto. The fact that they're only inviting, according to this article from Sky Sports, Bayern Munich from Germany is a disgrace. It is, um, it is absolutely a disgrace. Borussia Dortmund I mean, won won the Champions League in the nineties. Hamburg have yeah. won the Champions League, yeah, the European Cup. Um, have Schalke? Uh, have no, Schalke. I don't think Schalke have. Um, is it only Dortmund and and uh, Dortmund, and, and Hamburg, and, Hamburg. and um, obviously Bayern Munich have won it about eighteen million times. <laughs> They've won it five times. Uh, no 1860 in there. No 1860. No. The greatest team in Munich have not won the European <laughs> Cup, of course. Won the Cup Winners Cup, but never the... Um, ah. ah, of course. Obviously, that's the one you want to win. <laughs> yeah. The defunct one. <laughs> the one that stopped in 98. Uh, yeah, so... And only one team from from France, and they, they're they looking at PSG. PSG haven't even won the European Cup. At least Marseille won the first ever edition well, yeah. of the Champions League. Yeah. yeah, yeah Marseille Back in 92, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Marseille have won a European Cup. L- Lyon have done reasonably well in the yeah. Champions League. Re- I remember the mid two thousand period when they were the best team in France, and uh, PSG was just like supported by literal fascists uh, and failing to f- sell out the Parc des Princes, and then they got money. Like, yeah, all great clubs. I mean, and just Juventus from Italy. Um, I mean, that, Inter, I mean, that AC, is... Roma, Lazio. Yeah. You know, Napoli, none of them. Napoli, I mean, Atalanta are good. Udinese yeah. were, you know, they were, they were, uh, they were not a bad team either. Even uh, you, uh, you know, you can, e- you can even go Parma, Parma or even yeah. Palermo, who won a UEFA Cup. Palermo, yeah. You can go Parma, Palermo. You can do any of those clubs who have, who yeah. have had historical success in European competitions. 
Monaco as well in France. I've completely forgot yeah. them because I forget that they're not actually... Um... Oh, Bayer Leverkusen, by the way. They're the other German team yeah. that have won. They're the ones we forgot. Bayer Leverkusen. Have they won the? Did they win the European Cup or did they lose the final? I can't remember. Did Bayer Leverkusen win? A Munchen Gladbach won it. I don't think so. I think they won the UEFA Cup. Hang on, I'm gonna have to Google European Cup winners. Yeah, you're gonna have to. But I know, I know. I mean, the fact that Porto won in there when, you know, they, they won it three or four a, times. Porto, by the way. That's what I mean, Porto. Yeah, I mean, if um, that that one with Mourinho in 2001 was it. 2004, 2004, 2004, yeah, 2003, 2004. They won the UEFA Cup the year before. There you go, and then, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm Benfica won it. Uh, yeah, Benfica have won it loads. Uh, yeah, because I know, I know they won it with when Eusebio was was playing for them. Pretty sure. Um, because yeah, Porto, oh no, sorry, Bayer Leverkusen didn't win. They lost to Real Madrid in the final. Um, no. That's yeah. so. Borussia Dortmund have won it from Germany, uh, mm-hmm. as we said. Rest- oh, PS, uh, um, PSV have won the um, yeah PSV European Cup. Yeah, PSV Eidenhoven they've won it. As we mentioned, Stal Bucharest have won it. Forest I don't Villa. Think, I don't think. Yeah, Ajax, Forest Villa. Feyenoord. Feyenoord have won it. I was going to say Feyenoord. Celtic yeah. in sixty nine seventy. Celtic obviously we know this. We they've won it. Benfica have obviously won it um, back in the early years of it when they were the best team in Europe, like the fifties. Um, yeah, yeah, better than they were the. Even though Real Madrid won the first five incarnations of the European Cup, the next two, uh, Benfica beat that Real Madrid mm-hmm. team yeah. and then only conquered by AC Milan afterwards. But you know, um, Partizan Belgrade have reached the European final, so European Cup final. So you know the the. I hate the Champions League. I've got to. Can I just be honest? I dislike the Champions League immensely. It was. I don't mean to sound like one of those grumpy old people, but back in my day, it was a little less predictable. Back in the <laughs> late. Advice. Back in the late. Oh come on! I've, I'm, I'm 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 nearly thirty. Come on. Um, that's depressing. That's depressing. Um, I'm nearly thirty. Yeah, you're calling yourself, you're calling yourself old. <laughs> I'm closer to thirty than I am to twenty. That's depressing. But um, well, so so am I. Yeah. <laughs> Then we can be depressed together. <laughs> uh, no, I just I just find it... I want more unpredictability about it. I don't want Real Madrid winning it every year. I don't want Barcelona winning it every year. I don't want Bayern winning back-to-back European well, Cups. To be fair, to be fair, last couple of years, Real Madrid and Barcelona haven't got anywhere... Well, yeah, to be fair, they have they got no. nowhere near it. They've been terrible the last couple of years. No, that, to be fair, they have, but... Um, I would just like a little bit more unpredictability. You know, last season's Champions League was a wee bit unpredictable because of the knockout, straight knockout tournament that they held. So you had Lyon get through. You had Mm. Leipzig get through, you know. Atalanta. um, Atalanta. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Atalanta get through. And who would begrudge like a Galatasaray or a Fenerbahce um, winning the European Cup or a Spartak Moscow or CSKA, um, not a Zenit because they're owned by a billion billion pound corporation, <laughs> but they're literally a government plaything, um, like Istanbul Besiktas. Um, but who would begrudge them? Uh, heck, who would begrudge Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, AK Athens? You know, who would who would begrudge those oh. clubs or, or Celtic or Rangers? Who would who would begrudge them? Well, the thing is, is that. Celtic and well, Celtic anyway, and um, the the Greek teams they get in it. They just 
I always seem to find that Real Madrid always draw like a Fenerbahce <laughs> like, or yeah. Olympiacos or whatever. The Greek and the Turkish um, teams, yeah. And they always get beat like 6-0 um, at home. I do well, remember back in the day. Hey, there it goes again. There's, I'm just going to get that on the T-shirt. Back in the day. Um, Europe, I do remember back in the day the, Euro, uh, the Greek teams were okay because there were about three of them. Now there's only one of them in the Champions League. Yeah. There used to be about... It used to be Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, and AEK Athens, or one of them was in the Europa League. It was normally Olympiakos and Panathinaikos in the Champions League, and then it was AEK Athens in the UEFA Cup Europa League. And then occasionally they'd swap around and it'd be Panathinaikos in the Europa League one season and Olympiakos and AEK in the Champions League, then Olympiakos in the Europa League. Yeah. To be fair, most of the sort of lesser-known teams in, in all the European countries, the only way for them to get into... Have a, have a remote chance of a Champions League by winning the Europa League, and that's Sevilla's tournament, so they can't do that. <laughs> I, know, I can't, can't say that way from Sevilla. They got yeah, their yeah. name on it before even. <laughs> they've, all, I've, I've heard a rumor that they've already won this year's Europa League. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> they're not even in the yeah. tournament yet. They're, they're, um, they're still in the Champions League. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? They're just going to get gifted there. it at the end of the season anyway. Yeah. Uh, hence, they may as well win it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cool the whole thing off. Uh, I am. I am. We've gone into different territory here. You know what I am excited mm-hmm. for next year if it happens: the Europa Conference. Europa the UEFA, Conference. Yeah, that's what they call. It sounds bad, doesn't it? The it's like the it's, it's like it when sounds they, like a group of the worst teams in Europe playing exactly. league together. You know when when before the before it was called the National League, it was called the yeah. the Football Conference and like the Blue Square yeah. Bet Conference. Yeah, or the Blue Square Bet Premier. I prefer the National League. Yeah. So the Europa Conference sounds like the worst teams in Europe playing for a title that doesn't even matter. And by the way, well, the, the Europa Conference will affect English football because the um, UEFA Cup place on offer to the EFL Cup winners is no longer valid. The EFL Cup winners now go into the Europa Conference instead. Um, but I, I think I'd prefer to watch the Europa Conference and the Champions League. I'd rather watch teams like Olymp- lesser known. I'm weird. I admit that. I like my lower, lesser, lesser end football. Um, yeah. Hence why I watched uh, midweek 1860 Munich lose 2-1 to Saar Bukran on uh, the DFB YouTube channel, which was a, a great game to watch, but a disappointing performance nonetheless. Was that goal given? I, I I assume you would have shouted at me if um, it had been, but yeah, no. The the most solid one was given for offside, but then uh, like a minute later, um, Diogo Jota scored. So it is two one. So it is two one to um, mm-hmm. to Liverpool. Slip that up, yeah. is the good turnaround uh, that every that uh, all the Liverpool fans would have wanted. Although on my stream it still says one one. Why is that? Come on, update. Now it says 2-1. Uh, Jota. Yeah, it, it is 2-1. To uh, Liverpool at Sheffield United. Now Liverpool can play the Sheffield United way. Keep 11 men behind the ball and defend for dear life. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> I just... It, Don't you know what? I, I think, I think if, the, if Liverpool actually genuinely did that, I would just give props to, uh, to um, Jürgen just for doing that. I'd just be like, well, uh, we, we played the same way they played, so... Sorry, that's the worst. That's literally I was, I was offensive. Say, you, you're doing an Arsene Wenger there? Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's, well. Uh, you know, well, uh, 
the the no the performance was poor i'm sorry um sorry that's what he's used to saying isn't he the uh, specialist in failure um no I, he, he I, is a specialist in failure so he now, is a specialist in failure now what annoys me about the so-called european premier league which is just a ploy for the big clubs to make money is that everyone is now playing hot potato with it as we've established as i've said and everyone goes oh it's not my idea uh manchester united came out midweek and i said this uh, a wee bit earlier uh they came out midweek saying they want to change european football from within and work with uefa not undermine it and now johnny infantino the president of uefa uh, uh sorry of fifa um <sighs> is apparently performing a U-turn over his support for it. The plans described as the most important development in world football. Yeah, we already know this. Um, the initial Sky News report claimed UEFA, uh, FIFA were involved in the talks, backing the project, whilst UEFA are strongly against it. We've seen UEFA and FIFA go up against each other before. Um, it, they're the only two organisations that can fight for the heart of football. Because it's weird to have a continental body be just as strong as, and as powerful as the world governing body. Because you can't see, like, CONCACAF taking on FIFA because they'd absolutely oh. get demolished. Or um, the, OF, the, the OFC, Oceania Football Confederation. You, you can't see that with the AFC in Asia. You can't see them or the um, Common Bowl in... Well, to be fair, Common Bowl could probably take them on in South America. Um... Or would they, but most South America, most of the uh, the alleged corruption came from North and South America. So you can imagine, but I can't see like the African countries, the African Football Union taking on FIFA. But UEFA can. Afcon. Afcon. Yeah. yeah. I can't. UEFA yeah. are the only continental governing body that can challenge FIFA because all all of football's money is in Europe. The majority yeah, of it is just, in Europe. That's where it is. It's all in Europe. Yeah. And you know you see FIFA trying to stick stick it to UEFA, but I just nah, it's not going to happen, is it? It's just not going to happen. Well, as, as you know, they're just playing hot potato with it. So we come to the point where last week we reshaped the EFL, and we had the Premier League, the Championship, breaking away from the EFL, and then the Football Conference merging in, or the National League as it's called now, merging in with the EFL. Where Let's try and reshape European football. That's a massive task and a massive uh, undertaking. European Super League or Champions League expansion to 36 teams? Because that's what they're touting. Four additional teams to the Champions League. Maybe a fifth English team. Well, then, so just four overall extra teams? Yeah, just four overall extra teams. 36 teams. How would you decide where the four extra come from, though? No idea, but that's what they're touting. 36 clubs uh, from um, 2024, it would be, because uh, that's when they're allowed to change the, the format of the Champions League, because the current format has been agreed upon by everybody. Um, so they're not allowed to change the current format, but the 36-team Champions League is definitely something that has been touted and is apparently going to be a thing. Whether that means an additional English team, it. let's face it, we know where it's going. It's going to be an additional English team, an additional Spanish team, maybe another Italian or, or, a, or a, actually no, it'd probably be a fourth French team and a fourth German team, because then you get five from England, five from Spain, 
four from France, four from Italy, four from Germany. Germany. Yeah, I think that's the way it'd probably be. And I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd probably take that because it would just the, the, the entire sort of the format would stay the same. It'd just be an extra sort of group yeah. in the group stages. It'd be like five um, five teams in a group, or so, like like how they do with the um, some some groups would have five teams instead of four or something, and it would probably be the weakest teams against the elite. So they couldn't be drawn it like Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal, Tottenham, whoever qualifies couldn't be drawn in the same group like they are now. But then they'd probably yeah. go a step further and say, Oh, but Real Madrid can't be drawn into the same group as the English teams and Barcelona can't be drawn into the same group. Neither can Bayern Munich or Juventus or PSG because they're the big teams. So they can't be drawn against Liverpool or Manchester United or kinda of how it is now, but to a more extreme degree. So then you'd get Real Madrid in a five-team group with, like, Istanbul, Basiksehir, Velenvaros, Micheland, um, FC Copenhagen, whoever qualifies from Russia, Zenit, maybe even a Ukrainian team, and then see them absolutely trounce everybody. And that's not Ukrainian team, of course, is Shakhtar Donetsk, in which case I'll lose 3-2. Um, <laughs> but that's how I see it. It's, it's not a... It's not great. This is the uh, Daily Fail, sorry, uh, Daily Mail, uh, s- um, reporting the 36-team Champions League for, uh, from the 24-25 season uh, to play 10 group games um, and a return to one-leg knockout ties. Now, the one-leg knockout ties, I'm a massive fan of because it creates an unpredictability. What I would also like to see is like the old days in the FA Cup, the semi-finals and the final... Obviously, the final was played at a neutral venue, but I'd like the semi-finals to be played at a neutral venue. Say if it's Liverpool versus Manchester United in the UEFA Champions League fi- uh, semi-final, that match gets played at the Olympus Stadium in Berlin. <laughs> or random, yeah, but... I, yeah, I no, 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 mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, that's the first stadium that came to mind. Or, um, yeah. you know, it's AC Milan versus Real Madrid at the... Parc de France or the Stade de France or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It'd be nice because, like, when you know, the FA Cup semi-finals used to be at Villa, Villa Park, or Hillsborough, or a Goodison or Anfield or Old Trafford or Main Road or Highbury or wherever. You know, it was it was enjoyable, not just at Wembley. So, I would like to see that. Would you? Did Did you enjoy the knockout? Format of the Champions League last year. Um, I did, yeah, because it it was um a lot more sort of tense in the way that you didn't go into a match and think, well, it's only the first leg, you know, we didn't have to worry about away goals. Um, it was just a one was a one off kind of must win game. Um, because like a lot a lot of sort of you know two leg matches. It's it's almost like the first leg's almost written off in a way, mm. especially if it's like, you know, the way the way you go into it, like the way I'd go into it, and the way little fans go into it is like we we go, well, we prefer we prefer the second leg to be at home because we can do what we want as long as we don't concede too many goals first leg, we know that we'll always have a good chance. We'll, we'll pretty much guaranteed, to, you know, win at Anfield. So it's kind of like if you just aren't have it as one off. A neutral venue, it, it doesn't involve anything else other than just eleven players against eleven players, you know. 
Uh, I will add uh, that the chief executive of the Swiss Football League, Claudius Schaefer, uh, feels that even if a breakaway European Super League or European Premier League doesn't come to pass, the Champions League could mirror those plans anyway, with the gap between the best and the rest growing even wider. There are calls for a change in Europa League prize money to bring it closer in line. If you win the Europa League, you should receive similar just in line with champ with winning the uh champions league so maybe five or six million just a couple of i don't know what they they call it i don't know how much you get for winning the champions league what is it 60 70 odd million it's something mm-hmm. like that. um and they're calling for better disparity because I, I i think the europa league winners get peanuts in comparison because uh, it's okay. the second division of european football but um Obviously, we've seen the group stage kick off of the Champions League. I just... I, is this the end now? Are, are we are we witnessing the end of football as we know it? No. I don't think it's the end of football. I just think it's heading in a direction which is taking away all the enjoyment of it. It's becoming something that's not centred towards the fans where they invest money for the enjoyment of the fans. It's coming something that money's being invested to make more money by the rich and powerful. It's becoming their plaything rather than a sport of the people. You know, like, obviously we've, Mm. even, like, back before we were born, it was was so different because there was none of the money and people still had the same level of enjoyment from it. You could take all the money out of it and people still enjoy it because of the investments of TV companies and therefore players have got to pay massive sums of money and then agents have come in to represent these players and they all demand massive amounts of money. So it's become ruled by who has the most money and it's that for somehow, some way, they, they have to find a medium because the money's not going to go away from it. So they have to find a medium which makes it so that the the actual enjoyment, the the, the you know the fan centric vision of the organisations running it, it's got to be centred around fans. But they've got to find a way so that the the enjoyment isn't being sucked out of it because that's what's mm. happening at the moment. It's because there's there's that much money involved that any kind of changes that come in, such as VAR and the referees and that. It's all sense around. It, it's got to be in a way that the the, the, the officiating's got to be as fair as possible. Mm. And it's going in a way. With, I mean, I don't know how the. Then again, I've got off on a tangent again. Another referee's involved in it, but it, it's it's just the sport as a whole. I'm basically going into with the, the money side of it, and you know, I mean, look, who can make the most? I get. Money? I I get that the, the the clubs need money to run them, but they. For now, whilst no fans are able to go in there, they have to find other sources of income. Yeah. And now, uh, that's what I mean. Like, maybe the players have got to be human beings and say, you know what, we'll take a pay cut. Still, we're, still, we're still paying, we still want to be paid, but not these bloody ridiculous sums of money that they are getting paid at the moment because it's it, that's unsustainable long-term for the clubs themselves. Absolutely, but you're never going to see that happen because no... No. You know, 
people no. are just naturally very, very greedy, in my opinion. But that's, but that's, but that's um, what I mean. Like the, the, the talking about the bigger clubs sort of doing like a support package for the lower league, the, the EFL, and that, so it's to support them clubs from going bust. Yeah. If they, if, if every big, if every club in the Premier League or maybe just the top six or the top ten or whatever, done a, a pay cut, even just a small pay cut for all their players, and put that together, that's a that's a that's a big sum sum of money that they could put towards helping the lower league clubs. But because they won't do that, they start doing what we almost did and what Arsenal did, are doing, which is either putting on furlough or sacking employees who have you know, nothing to do with the actual football side of it, just working in their shops and stuff like that. You know, they can't even pay their mascots, Gunasaurus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's your club mascot. You know, it's 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 something that's, that's iconic with the club. And you're choosing to... You know, you're choosing to sack that rather than get rid of Mesut Ozil on three hundred fifty thousand a week who isn't who isn't playing. I mean, He's to be fair on to Mesut Ozil, he did offer to pay uh, Gunasaurus's wages. He did. Whether he that did. was a publicity stunt, that's what I think that is. That, he's 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 trying to put it across as he's. He, well, then again, we are we going speculation to, there. We have to say that, yeah. But it, yeah, I, think I think it's, I think it's that he probably has all the right intentions in the world. But I think it's also partly a power play against the hierarchy in the club. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Because I honestly think, and I've, I've seen some people mention this, is that, because and now we're going into Mesut Ezel now, we're deviating again, um, is that the, the owners, Arteta probably wants to play, play him, wants to include him, but the, yeah. the, the club the club themselves want to save money. So they're saying, don't play him, we want to force him out and make him leap, you know, terminate his contract by himself. Because we don't want to pay his money anymore, his wages. You know, so I cut back loads of money and we're paying £350,000 for a guy sitting there doing nothing. I um I liked what Harrogate did with one of their players because their players refu- one of their players refused to take a pay cut, so they got they just sacked him. Um, after the lockdown, yeah. they, um, if you watch the um, Harrogate documentary, Harrogate Town documentary on BT Sport, it's well worth a watch. Um, it goes through their entire lockdown period into the National League playoffs. Uh, and it just, yeah, that's what they decided to do. Um, yeah, just interrupt there, sorry. It's just a yeah, weird yeah. bit of time in there. The um, Sky Sports News showed some of the highlights from some of the matches, and it just showed it's gone right now. Uh, Colchester United beating Harrogate 2 1. You oh, mentioned Harrogate, and this came cents. on. Sixth sense. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. That's, that's good time in there, Mr. Liverpool to Sheffield United. One, I'm just waiting for this game to end. It's what plus it's saying plus one minute, only one minute of stoppage time. Really, that can't be right. That can't be right. I with don't all know. VAR nonsense. And that's, um, I think in a future week we'll 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 talk about scrapping stoppage time and just pausing the clock like they do in rugby, um, because I prefer that instead of like ten minutes of uh, games lasting a hundred and nine minutes or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's just every week it has been. Uh, I've been very depressed as a lower league fan because obviously every club is struggling at a lower league level, and the EFL rejected the Premier League's rescue package based on the fact that there was nothing for the championship. And I think the Premier League was justified in their explanation as to why they didn't include the championship is because it's, most of those clubs are owned by billionaires anyway. 
because they're all owned by big money people that want to get into the Premier League. League One and League Two clubs don't have that luxury uh, unless you're a Sunderland or a Portsmouth or you're attractive to that, that kind of investment. I mean, no one's investing in, say, sorry, random club. At Newport County. No one's going to buy it. No one's investing in that. No one's investing in Accrington Stanley. No one's investing in Barrow. No one's investigating, hey, heck, Swindon Town. No one's investing in them. So no one's going to invest big money into those those clubs. And mm-hmm. it's, it's depressing to see that the money continuing to set. The, it's it's, it's got to stop at some point. And if a European Super League brings about... a a positive change and more money into the lower echelons of English football. I think that football operates now on this insane and quite frankly, stupid idea that many people believe about capitalism. Sorry, getting political. Karl Marx. Trickle trickle down economics. Trickle down. Yeah, you've beaten me to it there. Um, But yeah, this bizarre idea that that, that the money will always flow through the system. And you've seen with, uh, Mm -hmm. with, with what Marcus Rashford has had to campaign for, that that just simply isn't true. And it, it's, you know, football reflects society. There are the haves and the have nots. Luckily, you Callum support a club that has I support a club that has not. Um, not that Swindon Town are going to die anytime soon. I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, there's plenty of supporters that are willing to put their own money into the into a pot to stop that from happening. But it's it's. I suppose it's nice for these American billionaires and Arab states and Russian billionaires to just look down from their ivory towers and have no fundamental understanding of this sport and this game. And I think the best best way it was put to to me was on Sky Sports News and I can't remember who it was. But it is I think it might have been Carragher. I don't know. Um but they said, you know, football club ownership used to be a passion project. It used to be the local investors or somebody that saw an opportunity to get a club moving forward. Or saw an opportunity where this club's got all the right tools, they just need a bit of investment to go forward. And that used to be the kind of method. Now, because of the Premier League, it is just, well, if I spend, you know, three million quid on on a League One club, spend insane amounts of money that they'll never pay back, uh, then I can uh, get the club into the Premier League. And it always ends in tears. Or you see vultures like, here's a throwback for you, Callum, Venkis, a chicken company of India, buying Blackburn Rovers. They they don't sell chicken, they sell vulture meat, because they are vultures. They were vultures, they still own the club, and by the way, Steve Keane got a job in Southeast Asia as, as an assistant manager this week. Remember him? Awful manager, but... You just see vultures like that buying clubs going, ah, you know, we can shove our logo on their shirt and be seen around the world and make ourselves a lovely bit of money. Well, that, I mean, you saw for a while there. Um, it, that kind of stuff reminds me of, as I mentioned before, with Man United owners and Arsenal owners, um, the Glazers, you know, they've... They've got their money in. Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is it with yeah. the, the team Tampa in America? Bay Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they spent that much money getting their what's his name, Super Bowl, Tom Brady, and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady into their team. Is that they've they've bought Man United on debt 
and then yeah, they bought... sucked more money out of it and got even more debt from it. Than, they um... used a leverage buyout, and I, 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 as I say every week, that um, Manchester United can't register a profit less than £60 million a year, otherwise the banks can call in their debt. And the banks make money for Manchester United Football Club. But if they make a well, what... if they make a profit under sixty million a year, then they will be called on well, their debt. It's it's not going to happen because any any kind of small amount of profit that they do make, well, what they do, what happens is they, they probably make a lot of profit, but what they do is the the the, the Glazers will suck out most of that, yeah, into their own back pocket. So it looks like the club has only earned a small amount of profit. So it keeps the the banks away from calling in their debt. It, it like it's like with um with Arsenal's what's his name, uh, is it Gazidis? Is it Cronky. um Stan Cronky? Oh, yeah. so it's like Cronky, yeah, Stan yeah. Cronky. That's it. He owns ranches in America. Um, yeah. he also he's owns an used... NFL team. I can't remember which one though. Um, I think so as well. But he's he's buying just huge sums of land in in America with the money he gets from from Arsenal. It's it's just. The reason why it got me thinking about that is when you're talking about these certain owners who just come in, have no sort of thought of the spirit of actually the game when they're yeah. buying it. They're using it as sort of a, their as own... A cash cow. As a cash cow. As a bank account. As their own piggy bank. That's the best way to describe exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. They're using it just to make money. Not using it is to, to actually improve the club as a whole. I mean, they'll, they'll improve it so much as it makes them money. Yeah. Not not improvement for improvement's sake. No, absolutely not. Um, um, but it is it's to me it's it's irritating and just an absolute disgrace. Um, and I just there's going to be more people that want to buy football. In fact, actually, the best way to sum this up and to close tonight's show is that there is a video on the Tifo Football YouTube channel, they do all these great little animated videos about Momoir Gaddafi, Colonel Gaddafi, Libyan, former Libyan dictator, trying to buy Manchester United for around £300 million. Around 2002, 2003, 2004, when the Glazers bought it. Before the Glazers bought it, genuinely, Colonel Gaddafi was talking about buying Manchester United using Libyan state money because he saw an opportunity to make money. And Gerald Gaddafi historically said he hated football and he called football fans in Libya idiots and didn't understand <laughs> the game. And his son was the captain of the Libyan national team. And his son, uh, that's, by that's the a, way... That's probably, probably an his, old conversation at family dinners, isn't it? I know. I know well, unfortunately, they're all either in prison or dead. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah his, I remember his son played in Italian football and he's the worst player that they ever, <laughs> that one of the clubs ever signed. But uh, I can't remember which club he played for. But he was captain of the Libyan national team and his manager wasn't allowed to drop him. Um, but there are plenty of clubs like that. There's clubs like that in Tajikistan where the dictator's son owns football clubs. Uh, it's, it's weird. That um, reminds me of uh, F1, that. What's who is it? Is it uh, is it Lance Stroll? Is it? His oh, dad yeah, owns his dad owns team. Racing Point. Yeah, and yeah. Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can all see. Yeah, it's it's depressed. That now you've depressed you've depressed me even more. Depressed. And on that right. note, um, I'm going to go play the world's smallest violin. This has been the football fan show. I hope you're not too down after that, and I will just confirm for you the result at Liverpool. 
I hope I can confirm it. I'm waiting for it. Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1. Happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. Three points. Three I mean, points always never good. should have been a pen, but uh, yeah, three, three points. That's, that's all I'm hoping for. Re- result can you know, kiss me ass, all I say. <laughs> oh, well, we are after 10 o'clock. Go watch Match of the Day for all the highlights. More football on tomorrow. I'll just go through the Premier League matches that are on tomorrow. There's going to be some live, hot, man-on-man Premier League action in on pay-per-view. Oh, it gets steamy and saucy in the Premier League in yes. English football. It does. Yes, um, I, I can confirm Daniel's Dan's getting very excited here. Hot Premier League action. By the way, I'm annoyed that they're extending the pay-per-view period into um, November. Um, even though apparently Sky and BT will not release the buy rates for the, we know why they're not releasing the buy rates because they're all bloody terrible. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, let's have a look uh, at tomorrow. It's match day, match week six. Let's have a look at Sunday's matches uh, tomorrow on Sky Sports at two. It's Southampton versus Everton. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Newcastle and the box office match which I actually wish was on television why is Southampton and Everton not on box office or Wolves in Newcastle either of those who could be on box office for the actual game that I want to watch but I'm not paying 14.95 to watch it is Arsenal versus Leicester City yeah that's actually a yeah. good game that's actually a good game that's the hot pay-per-view action your Monday I mean, night hot pay-per-view to be action fair, go on to be fair the other two matches don't sound too bad either because both Southampton and Everton are in good form and Wolves and Newcastle. Well, Wolves are always good to watch anyway. And Newcastle are in good form at the moment anyway themselves. So I think I think they'll be good matches. Um, but I'd I guess it's going to be... and Arsenal. Yeah, be no, I, I get that. And yeah, um, I mean, a match that is, by the way, if you pay fourteen ninety five uh, to watch it and are not fans of these clubs, then you are also, like anyone that that isn't a fan of Burnley and West Brom that bought the Burnley-West Brom match, you are also clinically insane if you buy Monday evening's hot Premier League pay-per-view man-on-man action. Brighton and Hove Albion versus West Bromwich Albion at 5.30. I mean, that's got 1-1 written all over it. That, that match is on Sky Sports box office. And then your Monday night football is Turf Moor Burnley versus Tottenham. I'm Shatton and a wee bit depressed after talking about the European Super League and the European He's Premier League. Chase, I thought, mate. How? What, I I want to get. I'm going to get a magic eight ball and ask it. Magic eight ball. How are the big clubs going to destroy football next and depress me next week? Till then, have a good week. We'll see you next week from uh, seven o'clock. Bye. Bye.